You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at base of Longview, located in Longview, Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, Walter Crow. How's it going? It is going well. How are you doing today, sir? Ah, oh, I'm doing good. Good, just busy, busy, living life, you know. Yeah, aren't we all right? That is true. Well, let's um, let's get right into it. Go ahead and you know, if you want to formally introduce yourself one more time, and then uh, <clears throat> let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Yeah. So, like you said, my name's Walter Crow. Um, I am 35 years old. Um, I train at the base of Longview in Longview, Washington, um, where a check mat affiliated um, gym. My Black belt professor is Christopher Dealey. He trains or he has his own gym out of Vancouver, Washington, which is like 35 minutes south of us. And then my coaches are Ryan Hart and Amy Hart, Um, which Ryan will have his black belt, I think, here in like a month. And then his wife's a brown belt also at the moment. I've been training jujitsu, which is my wife and I, for about two years and a couple months now mm-hmm. um we started actually training um jiu-jitsu during covid um which was kind of weird because there wasn't really many gyms open um and then we found this tiny little hole in the wall gym in kelso washington that was like allowing to train and that's how we met our coaches and then um just kind of fell in love with it man like I mean, everyone kind of says that, I think, and it, or maybe it takes different time lengths for some people, but I think we just kind of fell in love with it, like, instantly. Like, after the first class, we were both just hooked, and it was it was fun because we could do it together, right, Cause my wife and I, so it was, it was cool to have something in common that we can go do and um, just kind of enjoy the whole process of it from starting out as a no-stripe white belt to just continuously moving, you know, forward through the, through our part of the journey so far. It's just been a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's kind of the beginning of it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, I mean, I think that having a partner to go like start with me, you uh-huh. know, like my wife, like starting with us at the same time, that's been super helpful like through like kind of the ups and downs of it you know from like those beginning stages those like really hard days as white belts it's just like oh gosh you know but it's definitely nice to have her so um do y'all compete or anything or is this right now or you just just train um so we've each competed once so far so um she I, I think she will compete again, but me being as broken as I am already, like I have, I've had reconstructive knee surgery twice already. Um, not from jujitsu. I raced motocross for 15 years oh, wow. and uh, I have quite a few injuries from that. And, um, you know, sometimes obviously, and like I've done one competition so far and it's just the, 
the level of aggression that that can go to, I just choose not to because I just, I cannot afford to get hurt like that. Like if my knee gets messed up and I have to go through surgery again, you know, I can't walk for like six months and then it's just a really long healing process from it, from my injuries that I've already had. And I just can't afford to do it. So I choose not to, mm-hmm. um, especially right now, like, as we all know, blue belts are just varsity white belts and we're super spazzy. Um, some of us, <laughs> um, and they just, you know, they just got definitely something to prove a lot of the times. I mean, you probably find that through all levels of it, but I see it a lot in like white belts and blue belts, just as from a, being in my area and the schools that I, I visit and stuff like that. It's just, it's just not <clears throat> worth putting myself out there. Yeah, especially after, you know, having so many surgeries, man. There's only so so many your body can take. Oh, for sure. I mean, and you feel it even after, like, hard days of training, you know, it's just like, gosh. And, like, being – not that I'm old by any means, but it's just you feel old sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's just kind of, you know. I do want my, like, my wife to compete more because – as a woman practitioner and she's like super long and lengthy and just tiny she's very i've seen i guess more i guess just in girls in general but they're so technical with their techniques and having to you know perfect those um she's just she's good i mean not that i just praise her because she's my wife but she is a very good um jiu-jitsu practitioner at her level so Mm -hmm. i hope to see her compete some more she's competed Mm -hmm. once and she didn't lose but she didn't win i guess if that makes sense because it wasn't a points it was just a sub only Mm -hmm. and she didn't get sub but she didn't sub anyone either so it was just kind of like a a draw draw. i guess yeah um but i definitely want to see her do it some more i think she would benefit from more of it but yeah so But yeah, that's where we're at with that kind of stuff. You know, it's mostly just a lot of gym days. Um, I do visit a lot of gyms. So so I'm a journeyman carpenter in the union. So I travel quite a bit. So I'm able to, you know, spend a lot of time in other cities and stuff like that. So that is kind of my, I guess, my form of kind of comp, you know, like a kind of a comp, you know, I get to go visit all these other gyms. And so that is fun to do. Yeah, just like I'm, um, you know, like a yeah, just a traveling jujitsu practitioner for the most part. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Ronin samurai. I'm just out here traveling and just seeing all these other gyms, which is fun, you know, because I've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad. It's given me a lot of a good perspective on um, the jujitsu community as a whole, and mm-hmm. just kind of what I definitely what I like and what I don't like about some gyms. I've learned. But, okay so did you want to dive into that or did you just kind of want to just oh yeah no okay yeah we definitely can okay. um, <clears throat> um so i think like like being being able to travel um and see other gyms and stuff so i mean I'll, i don't know like how your guys's gym is by any means but so like the gym i come from is it's pretty small right like we um when i first joined jiu-jitsu i was training at um 
a place called juggernaut with my coaches currently um and then we were only there for like six months and then they left and we were able to start like our own gym mm -hmm. like there was like seven of us students or six of us original students that just kind of helped crowdfund my coaches to like so they could open up their own actual gym um so it's like very small still like i think we only have like i think there's like 35 or 40 adults like total and then there's quite a few kids but so it's pretty small um most class sizes are like 15 20 adults if that um and so and there's a lot of lower belts like we only have a couple purple belts that have just recently joined um and i think as far as original members i think i'm like one of the highest ranking ones mm -hmm. um, out of like the original six that have started and so I come from this super small little like family orientated gym. That's just very, we all know each other. We all have barbecues together, stuff like that. We're all, you know, extremely close. And then, right. so, and then you go to these other gyms that are just either super big or they're kind of medium size or whatnot. And you notice that some of them are extremely welcoming and um, have made me feel like just straight at home. Like, uh, I think one of my favorite gyms that I go to every once in a while is up in Seattle, Washington, and it's called uh, Sleeper Jiu-Jitsu, and it's ran by this lady called Cindy Hales, <clears throat> um, which she's awesome. She's like a, I think she's a third degree black belt under one of the Gracies. Um, she's won worlds a couple times in her class as a woman, um, and she's a super awesome, and her gym was like super welcoming. But I've also gone to other gyms, which I won't name just because I'm not trying to bash anyone, but um, they just aren't very welcoming, right? Like you walk in there and it's instantly everybody's just kind of like eyeballing you like, oh, who's this new person, you know, and then like you try to like roll with some of them and they just straight, you know, like they just put you to the absolute test of like what you're doing or whatnot or like not so much maybe in a mean way but just kind of like a like where are you coming from type thing um <clears throat> mm -hmm. and which is good and bad i guess in itself but i think it's more bad kind of in that sense because it kind of turns people away because if they if you don't know like because obviously i'm not most of the time i don't tell them like hey i'm just like visiting type of thing i just kind of show up and talk to the coach or the professor and tell them I'm visiting. Right. But most of the students, I just, you know, cause you're just meeting all these people so fast. And then all of a sudden they just like want to, you know, test you. And it's like, you don't know if I'm like trying to join maybe or not. And I think that kind of turns people away sometimes. Like mm -hmm. if you're new to a school and then they just get your ass beat, you're probably not going to want to come back right away. <clears throat> and so I think that sometimes that can be a bad thing, but, um so yeah i guess those kind of things but there's just good and bad in all of it and from being able to visit so many gyms i have you know kind of experienced both sides of it so i don't know i think that's do you guys see any of that kind of stuff like in your gym like when do people randomly like show up or like visit and stuff like that and or just you know are trying to try it out I'm sure you see some of that. Yeah, we we have um people who come like a lot of people come and go, believe it or not. Um was well, not that unbelievable. It's 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 a martial arts school, so it happens, but yeah. Um yeah, we have people who will come in. We don't 
we're a very small school and it's funny how like when i talk to people including you saying like we have a small school and your definition of small is like 30 people like yeah ours oh. is <laughs> so in that light our school is tiny because we got like 12 oh gosh like, okay yeah, yeah give or take about 12 students at at Damn. at the most so um we usually get maybe like six or seven um yeah about six or seven people on a on a regular i you know i would gotcha. love to see our school grow but I, I love the size that it is but um yeah yeah when we when we have visitors that come and just want to try out you know we don't pressure them we don't pressure them to do anything gotcha you know so if you were coming just you know say for example you were just coming in or you were with someone and they were training we'll offer you like hey you want to learn this stuff or you want to try it out you tell me like no we just you know just checking out the school okay fine you know if you got yeah. any questions let us know like we welcome everybody with open arms we don't like yeah. to you know deter people away or anything like that but no. that's that's cool yeah that's like kind of one of my my i'm not gonna say fears of mine uh when you're talking about like you know going to other schools because um, me and my training partner, we was thinking about just kind of like driving through Michigan and just like visiting school, uh, visiting other jujitsu schools. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we kind of, we be like, we usually try to like think about like us being, you know, we're both brown belts. I don't want to go to a school and, you know, thinking just because I'm an upper belt, they're going to try to like destroy me. Like, I oh, just yeah. want to, you know, I just want to come and, you know, join a class, you know, do a, a, a you know, drop in class with you guys, you know, maybe talk and conversate in and, and network. Like I don't want to come get yeah. beat up and I don't, I'm not trying to hurt. You know, I don't want to hurt nobody either. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And especially at that level, you know, it's, and that's, I think you're, you hit that right on the, right. The nail right on the head with that, like being such a small school, like it, it makes sense that you guys are like that, right? Because I remember when we first opened the doors at the base of Longview, there was like six of us, like including the coaches. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so it was like very, uh, it was small, you know, for uh, their first few months. And then it kind of blew up. But I think we had, because we had another jujitsu school that closed during COVID and like a bunch of their members integrated into our school. And so that was kind of like the main rise of like the members or whatever but i do miss having only having like six of us you know it was it was definitely a little a little more family you know orientated i get or not like family orientated but you just felt more like a family like a close family with mm -hmm. so few people but mm -hmm. um but yeah, and I I get the whole fear thing too, man, about wanting to visit because even just being a blue belt visiting, and I think there's kind of a stigma too, though, with me being a blue belt and showing up at other gyms. Unfortunately, because you have that like, oh, blue belt, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I don't know what they say over there, I guess on the East Coast, but like over here, a lot of blue belts, you know, you just like, Oh, they think they know everything or they're just, you know, super like hard headed and aggressive and whatnot, kind of still spazzy, which some of us are by all means, we're still learning, you know, like yeah. as a blue belt, you're just barely grasping concepts of jujitsu. You're and like so, a, a high rank white belt. Ex exactly. You're a varsity white belt. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Varsity white belt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the truth of it, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, every white belt wants to kill you, and all your other blue belt buddies or brothers or whatever are just, like, trying to, you know, one-up each other, and then all the upper belts are just like, gosh, get this little kid away from me type of thing. It's it's so crazy uh, just, you know, (laughs) excuse me, um, just listening to other people's stories, especially at blue belt, and you know, we always talk about, you know, those like that's like the the rank that usually people either just like just walk away from it. Like once they get their blue belt, they just stop training. Yep. Yep. Man, it just <laughs> it just really dawned on me like how how bad is it? Like how bad it is at white I mean at blue belt. It, it's bad. It's Dude, rough. It's a hard one. It's it rough. really is. <laughs> it, is <laughs> it really is. It is so is. rough because you're yeah, you're you know like, you know, you're that quote unquote varsity white belt you you have a, like a you have the hugest target on your back because like you're not, you're upper rank but just enough where those white mm-hmm. belts like okay he's just turned blue belt i can still probably take him and it'll you know oh i tap yeah. the upper belt but exactly. then you know <laughs> purple belt you still kind of have that target but it gets a little thinner yeah and then brown and black is just like yeah it is what it is Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Right. And that is so true because, and I feel it so much like, like in my own gym or traveling or whatever it may be, it's like, as a blue belt, it's like, okay, I mean, I'm kind of developing my own game, right? Like things that I like to do, things that I find I'm successful with my strengths, you know, the things I definitely don't like to do or don't even try to do because it's just not there yet. Uh And then like you, go and it's like every white belt definitely wants to kill you and i'm not very big right i'm only 5'8 i weigh 170 pounds i'm not like some big dude by any means and uh you know i'm not like super strong or nothing like that and so like you get big white belts big dude white belts like those big old alphas you know that either they're just like starting or maybe they've been going somewhere else or whatever it may be. And they do, they just want to rip your head off, man. And it Mm -hmm. sucks sometimes (laughs) because (laughs) yeah, as like, because I think in my stage, like I don't, I can't speak for every blue belt by any means, but there's definitely like a pride thing and being like a male. And that's something I think in jujitsu, most dudes have to deal with anyways, is like our pride and our ego. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't really want to get submitted by a lower belt because it's partly that ego thing. It's like, fuck, it's kind of embarrassing. Right. Especially if they're brand new you're like, Oh, I don't want this dude to catch me in something crazy. And like, he just started, but it's yeah. also, it just happens, but it's just something that every person has to deal with on their own, but it definitely sucks. Dude, being a blue belt, the struggle is real and there's so much hate and memes and <laughs> just <laughs> mean things that people say about blue belts that aren't even true, but some of it definitely is true. And it is a tough life, man. I mean, I'm, ex- I love my journey and I love, you know, having, being able to put the belt on, but I definitely will be a lot happier when it changes color. Again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wish you could skip that blue belt, right? Oh, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> well, no, I don't actually. Cause I think the lessons that you learn at, at this part of the journey are lessons that you're going to take with you through your whole life. Oh yeah, of course. I'm sure that's the same with every belt color and every, You know, because I think in jujitsu, we learn both sides, females and males. We learn so much about ourselves 
and how to deal with you know certain circumstances and just um we learn how to deal with certain things you know and those things i feel like you could only learn by being beat the shit out of by mm-hmm. being submitted a thousand times by being in positions to where we feel like we have absolutely no control about what's going on mm-hmm. and i think those things in life because those kind of lessons in life we don't learn unless we're putting these crazy positions and most of the time most people are never put in those kind of positions and in jujitsu we deal with that stuff consistently on the daily yeah exactly and so <clears throat> i'm you know i love the lessons that we learn and you know just even the stuff that i've learned already just about myself and dealing with you know certain things as a male and like you know somebody that battles with like depression and stuff like that it just kind of jujitsu has taught me so many valuable lessons that uh i'll never quit there's no way like i can never quit doing this nah uh, I, i'm I'm right along with you do is there's no way no way i can stop doing jujitsu like until my last breath man i'm gonna I'm be on the mats yeah yeah, and I, yeah i'm stuck i'm stuck in this for life man yeah i feel it man and that's and it's like i don't like i fell in love with it right away right like i fell in love with jujitsu and the craft and like man this is really cool like i've always watched like ufc and stuff like that growing up and whatever you know and like you grow up seeing you know watching these like old tapes of like Royce gracie and these crazy things you know like holding on to ponytails and he's just slapping the shit out of somebody but mm-hmm. and then you watch him submit somebody and it's just like oh my gosh dude and he's like not even half his size and he just made this gigantic dude tap and so it's like <clears throat> you grew up watching that kind of stuff and then you finally you're you know start practicing the craft and you're like oh gosh this really does work <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's a real thing and that's just it's cool but then when you actually start doing it you just fall in love with it but yeah man i think i I think i fell in love with it right i was still a white belt yeah when i was like yeah i, I like this i think i can i can do this for a while right oh yeah I think that's how my wife and I were too, like together. Like we both fell in love with it, like after the first class. I think more me than she did. I don't think she, she really likes jujitsu for like the community aspect of it, like our friends and stuff like that, being like part of a gym that, you know, we're like the first ones that were there. So, mm-hmm. she just walked in and was staring at me. <laughs> Speak of the devil, but um, you know, I think that that kind of like community type thing about it definitely helps people stay, you know? Yeah. And it's, 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 um, it's so funny how, um, I was talking to, um, a couple friend of mine's about, about this. And, uh, you know, we talk about like when you get older, you get married. So you start looking for like, you know, other couples to hang out with or other parents to hang out with someone that's kind of like yeah. in your wheelhouse and it's it's funny it you know even with that now like i don't we don't i don't hang out with a lot of people besides like um you know my my training you know my guy the guys i train with we have you know two kids at home so it's not like we have like a a babysitter that available so we usually you know we go out when we can but yeah at the same time it's like man i want to go out with another jujitsu couple 
(laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I love hanging out with my, you know, my, my, my bros. I love them to death, you know, and, you know, I love the, the, the times we get to spend with my wife, but sometimes like, damn, I want to see if I can find another jujitsu couple to hang out with. Like, it'll be fun because we're out, but we, it, it won't get weird if one of us start talking about jujitsu because we all do jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that, man. Because I had I had a couple friends. Well, I had a, a good friend, um, my friend Sheldon. That he, when we first started training, he was like a four stripe white belt when I first started, and so um, him and his wife, like we'd hang out with them frequently, you know, and stuff like that, and smoke, and just kind of hang out and chill. And it's just nice to have that, like that you know and even my coaches too like we get to hang out with them sometimes like outside of the gym not so much now but we used to hang out quite a bit when we first started and like even when they left the gym the gym that we all started at and met at like when they left there we were like training out of my garage for a minute and like out of his living room and just wherever we can do jujitsu we were doing it and you know it's just it's nice to have those connections and like the couples and just the people that you can hang out with outside of the gym that you still have that you know it's almost like a battle buddy i think yeah yeah like it's (laughs) it's like you know no matter what happens like outside when you're outside together in public it's like that's my you know you know that dude's just gonna you know he's there for you like your teammates, you know, you sweat and cry and bleed together. It's uh-huh. just a different kind of, it's a different kind of bond. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my, my, you know, my, I call them my brothers. I don't even call them friends or training partners. It's, it's weird calling them training partners. Like my brothers are, you know, I love these guys to death. Um, we talk every day. Um, yeah, we train it. We like, we train almost every day. We talk every day. We hang out almost every weekend especially if there's like you know ufc events um or any type of yeah so any type of events of the sort man we are you know we're all hanging out and i love it i love it love these guys like so so much and i think it's important to have like such a strong relationship with people that you train with if you can because it just makes your you know your growth so much better because you have that person that knows you you know a little bit more you know quote unquote intimately because you guys hang out outside the gym so they know your yeah. struggles. They know, you know, if there's anything that's going on and they, they'll push you. They'll definitely be more, yeah, more likely to push you because they know your personal growth as well. Yeah, no. And I think that's, that's so true. And that is, I've been able to see that a little bit in my journey so far with some of my training partners and mm-hmm. people that like the original couple that started, I think there's actually only like three of us left though at the gym that were like originally there when the doors like before the doors even opened like we built the floor and everything together and then um you know now that a few of them have moved away or just kind of found other interests and quit you know after they got their blue belts or whatever it may have been <laughs> um which happened i mean well i guess two of them didn't actually quit they just moved away but it seemed like they quit you know because they moved away they quit on us but you know, and then you see that kind of stuff, but then it's just, I'm happy to have the ones that are still there. Yeah. And then, you know, but then you deal with all the other, like the kind of dirtier sides of jujitsu too, in schools. And I can't really, some of it in my own school too, you know, but there's, there's like drama sometimes, you know, and it's just like, you just, 
I don't know. It's hard to deal with sometimes with that kind of aspect of like people like clicking up or things of that nature. Then, you know, you're like, oh man, it's just, I don't know. You see some of that kind of stuff too. I don't know if you guys, have, if you've ever had to deal with that kind of stuff personally, but it does kind of, there's like a grittier side to it for sure. Um, Thankfully, no. Oh, that's, yeah. I haven't. Like, when I tell you my school is is so chill, like we we haven't had any type of drama, you know, happen in our door, you know, in our doors. Everybody nice. who trains there, we you know, we all talk, we hang out. Um, during the summer, like my instructor will throw like barbecues or we have movie nights, so we all hang out together. Um, yeah, so it's not like. We have anything? No, we no, we never experienced anything like that. Yeah, like even gotcha. even down to only... the even down to the new guys. Like if they if they join our school, they're family. So we we automatically like if they join like that Tuesday, and if there's a UFC event that Saturday, like hey, you're more than welcome to come hang out with us. Oh wow, no, that's awesome. And my instructors are definitely like that too. Like they definitely try to keep it everyone, you know, involved, and you know they treat you like everyone gets treated equally type of thing you know yeah but <clears throat> I, I guess maybe because it, it has grown to be so kind of big i've kind of just experienced that kind of stuff because of just all the different people there you just kind of and not even myself per se but just witnessing it you know some people like kind of click up and then they like you know oh, we don't want to train with this kid he needs to go train with the other group of people you know stuff like that i've yeah. seen and that's just kind of i think that may just come in once schools get bigger maybe i don't know. probably uh, every you know everyone has their you know their quote-unquote favorites but that's the yeah. that's the um the fear that i've always had like about jujitsu schools because before I started training where I train at now, I was looking at other schools, not not particularly like jujitsu, but I was looking for, you know, a martial art to get into before I fell into this one. But just okay. kind of looking at a lot of the knowledge I have now and like the type of person that I am, I look at these super schools where it's like 60 to 70 people on the mats. Oh, know? yeah. And it's like, man, yeah. I would probably like for one I don't know. I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable there, but I think if I wasn't like, unless I was like a super high, high like level person, you really get lost in those type of schools. Yeah, no, and that's so true because it is like I've <clears throat> before. So I moved to like Vancouver, Vancouver school with our professor, um, and I was just down there for a couple months because I was working down there so much. So I was just training there, and you definitely. Um, you can for sure people i think do get kind of lost in the mix you know because there are so many people i think he has like 270 students now oh, wow or a little bit more um and, and not all of them people are on the mats at the same time by any means mm -hmm. um christopher dealey he's very successful and he's a great professor like the dude's an excellent coach he's a great competitor you know, he's a good person and he's extremely friendly, but I think you do, you know, I think when those schools get so big that some of the, especially the white belts, I think more than anything, they get kind of just lost in the mix of just like being another face, at mm -hmm. least until they're there enough that they start getting kind of recognized, um, you know, but you always in those bigger schools, even like Dealey, he has, 
you know, he has a bunch of other upper belts that help train, you know, and help coach and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, but there's only so much one person can do, you know, as right. a professor. You could only, you know, interact with so many people in a day or just an hour, you know, in a class. You only have so little time. So, yeah. I think that kind of stuff just happens, but, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, it would, it would kind of feel like you would probably, you know, you'll maybe learn the basics or learn what they were teaching as the basics, but you kind of yeah. have to learn jujitsu on your own. Yeah, most definitely, you know. And I think a lot of in bigger schools like that from being part of one and visiting multiple giant schools, I think a lot of times you find um, most white belts find an upper belt that kind of adopts them you know or mm -hmm. one upper belt like adopts a few white belts type of thing right um i've seen that for sure and that's cool you know because i've i've had that you know kind of experience too with going to a couple other bigger schools that i've gone like too consistently mm -hmm. um, that i visited a lot because when i was up in seattle training at sleeper jujitsu because i was up there working for gosh like 14 weeks straight or something like that i was there so i was at the school a lot and like i did i kind of got adopted by a couple upper belts and that was just kind of a you know a thing you know but i think that happens oh, i mean that's 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 cool i mean if if a, if a lot of you know mega schools function like that i guess i guess i could see how that that could work yeah and i wouldn't let the fear of it man like of going to like a bigger score visiting you know stop you or you and your friend from going by any means because there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool people out there and as you know and i know from experience too is that you know most jujitsu jujitsu people are pretty chill you mm. know most of them are pretty nice i've only met a few guys i think that i would not really like to ever talk to again and that's you know but I think for the majority, most of us are really chill and good and just genuinely nice people, you know? And so I think, you know, but yeah. being a brown belt though, I mean, you might have a target on your back showing up, who knows, you know? And that's what I don't <laughs> want, man. <laughs> and that's what I don't want. Cause I know that's a high possibility of like, okay. For like, yeah, for one, I'm a, I'm a, you know, brown belt. And two, I'm also an assistant instructor. So they still, they like, Cause it's like, well, my yeah. belt, I have a red tab on my belt. So if I walk in with that and it's like, oh, this, weird. This, this dude, this dude knows something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's so weird. So I've never seen that before. So as an, as an, as an instructor or whatever, you have a red tab on your belt. Yes. Oh, gotcha. That's now, weird. They don't do that over here. It's well, it's only, a, I, I'm only, I identify as an instructor at my, at my own school. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I just, over here on the West Coast, or at least the majority of schools that I've gone to or visited or, like, known about, they don't do that. That's weird. Like, the red tab thing. I mean, surprisingly, me too. Like, I um, yeah. I posted a, a picture of, I think I was still a purple belt at this time. Um, yeah. I posted I had got, like, two stripes on my purple belt, and people, and like, a, a few people was like, what's what that red tab mean? What do your red tab mean? Like, how do you have a red tab on your purple belt? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just an instructor or assistant instructor. And he's like, oh, okay. I was like, wow, is it is that not a thing? Yeah. No, no, I don't think it. I mean, it definitely is, obviously, for you guys. But, yeah, I don't think as a 
and I obviously can't speak for the whole jujitsu world by any means, but I know from, you know, the places that I've been around. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Not even my coaches have red tabs. I mean, I've met some black belts that do, but that's because they have ranked up so much that they have like red stripes now, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's crazy. No, I just, I just had to ask. Yeah. Cause I've never heard that before. That was new to me. So I just, uh, sorry. I just wanted to ask. Oh no, 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 no need yeah. to apologize. I, Cause I mean, it, you're not the first person to ask about it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that means I'm just, I'm a, I, I teach at my school. Yeah. So no, like, you know, cool. I still you... have... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. I was just going to ask you about, um, teaching and uh-huh. like how, um, so like my, my wife wants to teach eventually. She's like, wants to teach kids and stuff, obviously first and stuff like that. She really likes like helping like she, our girls program's pretty small. There's only like five or six girls at her school. Um, and she just loves like helping the other females and stuff like that. But <clears throat> as like a, when did you start teaching? Like when did you start helping um, teach jujitsu at your school? And ironically enough, I started teaching kids class. Yeah. Yep. I started sure. teaching kids class when I was a blue belt. Um, and then eventually as, you know, times went on, I uh, started helping teaching the adults class or I'll take over adults class if my instructor wasn't, you know, wasn't available. Um, it's me and my other uh training partner that usually does that. But um gotcha. Yeah, that's why I started with the kids class. Was that the your training partner? He was he like your first interview? Yeah, Brian. Yep. Was Brian. It? Okay. Yep. yep. I, I just listened to that one, so I just kind of put the two and two together. So yeah, that, that's that's my guy right there, man. That's yeah. my guy right there. But yeah, no, that's usually, cool. Usually me or him, uh me or him uh teaching. If uh, yeah. our instructor can't. And how do you, do you, I mean, I'm assuming you enjoy it because you've been doing it for a while. Oh man, but, I love uh, it. Yeah. I love gotcha. it. Because you got any, any pointers on uh, things to like when you first start teaching kids or stuff like that, anything to, you know, a little pointer to throw our way to, you know, any advice, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. No problem, man. Um, For one, um, when it comes to teaching kids class, um, obviously you have to have patience, um, with, with these kids, um, to keep it simple, like keep it as, yeah. as simple as possible. Like for example, um, when I teach our kids class, we'll do, um, you know, little warm ups. we'll do our, you know, like a, a few drills and probably do one to two techniques, yeah nothing nothing too crazy maybe like a takedown or proper positioning and yeah. you know just kind of play with that a little bit until if you see okay they're catching up if they're if they're starting to do this a little bit more fast they're doing this faster then you can start adding different techniques but other than that yeah we just do basic stuff a lot yeah super fundamental stuff yeah building super blocks. fundamental yep yep yeah. No, that makes sense. I just, I just wanted to ask. Cause oh, no, no problem. Just get somebody else's perspective on it, you know, to see how other people go about it. Because, I, I mean, obviously, I got lots of instructors and upper belts and stuff that help teach at our sister's school because mm-hmm. it's so much bigger. But it's just always cool to ask other upper belts how they, you know, go about doing stuff like that or they're just their outlook on it, 
you know yeah i i absolutely love teaching um because yeah when i did start with the kids class and even to now i can definitely say it taught me a lot of patience (laughs) yeah because you know you can't just be like yelling at the kids to like hey you 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 get that that triangle right or you make sure you're doing this and die so it's like (laughs) You're trying to explain stuff uh, to them, and they're still trying to understand how their body works. So you're like, okay, oh gosh, okay, yeah. let's let's try to break this down just a little bit more. No, and yeah, <laughs> it it definitely helped me, you know, helped me to be uh, able to teach even adult, cl- uh, you know, even adult classes. Yeah, because no, I, I would imagine that it gives you kind of the building blocks too. I've helped teach kids class quite a mm-hmm. few times at my school. Um, usually just because I'm there early enough, or I have to bring my daughter to it, or something like that. You know. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to know. Yeah, because you do. You get in there and you start teaching kids. And it's like um, patience is definitely one of the hardest things I think I <laughs> have to learn to master. Um, and, like, especially when they start crying and stuff like that, you know, because they get so hard or down on themselves. You know, they, they don't get a technique or something like that or, you know, they don't break fall right or something you know, and then they start crying. And then I'm just like, Oh gosh, like for the little girls, I'm such a softie because I have a daughter. So I'm just instantly like, Oh, you know, but the boys, <laughs> I'm just like, toughen up buddy. Like, I, I know, right? but I think that's, you know, part of just our society in general anyways, is that we treat girls so much differently than we teach boys, but with teaching them, it's just like, Oh man, it's tough sometimes being, I'm glad I don't have to do it all the time by any means, but I think, you know, my wife, she definitely wants to be like a full-time teacher eventually. So yeah, that's kind of now, now wait until your daughter starts training. Oh man. Yeah. Cause that's a tough one. Yeah. Cause my daughter, cause my daughter trains. Okay. And she's two. No, 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 no. That's my, my youngest. I have a, I have a uh, seven year old. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So (laughs) he's like, wait, she's two and she's on the mats already. Yes. I mean, that's cool, man. I wish, I wish, because my daughter, I had her on mats when she was like two, but she was like rolling around. She definitely mm-hmm. wasn't doing nothing. But yeah, she, um, yeah, my my seven year old, she started a few months ago. Um, and okay. we, I have those moments where it's like, okay, I'm your instructor, but I'm still your, dad. your dad. So it's like yeah. when she when she's crying, it's like, ah, okay, what do I want to be right now? Do I want to be a coach or do I want to be a dad? Yeah, so that's I have a tough those one. Man. struggles, man. It's definitely tough. But one oh, I thing, can imagine. One thing yeah. I've learned, and you can tell your wife this too: bribery always works with kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because we were, uh, we was going over scissors, uh, scissor sweep. Yep. And I think it was like we had like about six kids in the class, so we're, I'm you know breaking it down, showing them how to do it. I showed them like maybe like three or four times, and then I had yeah. them do it. So, the you know, a couple other kids, they were doing it, but they were just kind of like doing it lazily. You know, it was like, eh. And I was like, okay, yeah. I don't want to do it right. Okay, fine. So, my daughter, okay. she gets up, she tries it, and she she nails it. Boom. And I was like, all right. High five. And I was like, you get 10, uh, 10 ninja points. And everybody else was like, how she get ninja points? Like, well, she did it right. We want ninja points. So, like, y'all want to try it again? And it was like, yeah. So, everyone was hitting scissor sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh shit okay just to get the ninja yeah. points so. <laughs> yeah no that's cool man do you guys have like a kids reward system or something or is it just like a 
like you were just giving him praise like oh you got 10 ninja points yeah well this is more so praise and then like our structure yeah. got like candy and stuff like okay we're gonna you know your five ninja points got ah, you okay. a fruit roll up or something but gotcha gotcha yeah. just, okay. you know, that now little, that makes sense that little motivation yep. you know positive reinforcement. oh yeah no for sure that praise man and that that goes a long ways that goes a long way with adults and kids mm -hmm. you know that's as people in general we need um that affirmation of like hey we did something right you know <clears throat> and kids for sure like my daughter's five and she's we've had her on the mats off and on she's kind of like has a love-hate relationship she like wants to do it but she wants to do gymnastics a lot more so she's that's what <laughs> she does right now she goes to gymnastics twice a week but um, I hope that someday, you know, I definitely, we don't try to pressure her into it by any means because I don't want her to hate it. But right. I think when she's, she, when she's ready, she'll, she'll ask, you know, to put the gi back on and to get back into it a little bit more. But she's just such a gentle person right now. She does like, I don't know, she's a little princess, I suppose. So hopefully though, when she gets a little older, I think she'll, she'll want to keep doing it. But, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, yeah. I was surprised that. You know, my daughter not only started training, but she took to it like very, very well. Oh, gotcha. You know, so it was like yeah. she when she got older, um, she was she would always ask me to come to training with me. Some days I'll take her. Some days be like, you know what? Uh, no, because I want to stay late, work some stuff. and I don't want to have her out too late. But yeah, when we started back kids class. I told her about it and she wanted to join. So when she did like, yeah, she's she's taking a liking to it she you know works her like she works hard you know and it's awesome maybe it's just because it's a girl because we have another girl in our, our our class um and they catch on stuff to so like like so well they do they work yeah. these techniques well they understand everything well it's just these the boys man i just be like Ugh! We want yeah. to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how all of us are in life in general. It's just we as males just, you know, we want to do it our own way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not always the best way by any means. And females, just, they do. I mean, I'm guessing at all ages, they just pick up things so much faster than boys usually, especially when it comes to technical stuff. You know, they just, yeah. Like my wife, her my wife's jujitsu game is by far cleaner than mine for sure. Like, I think I would, I definitely know more techniques than she does, but the techniques that she does is like flawless and makes mine look like I just threw it together. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's how I, that's how we talk about it with each other. You know, it's just, they just do. They're way more technical and they just have to be because they're not nearly as strong as dudes are. I don't, you know, not to offend any women out there, but, you know, it's hard to match a male strength and yeah. you, they make up with it with their technique. And so. Unless you're like built like Gabby Garcia. but Oh God. Yeah. You know, but that's <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing about that by any means, but sometimes those <laughs> girls are just, you wonder if they got a little deca in them or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I definitely am not, not saying that she does steroids by any means, but you know, some of those females you look at them and you're just like, Oh gosh, like she is like, look at Chris Cyborg and stuff. They're just gigantic. Gigantic, man. Yeah. 
so for dangerous. sure so dangerous oh yeah for real but some women are just naturally strong though too for sure like our my coach's wife amy she is you know she's not a very tall woman by any means she's pretty like small but she is like pretty freaking strong for you know and she will you know you poke the bear and you find out you know mm-hmm. some of those girls just have that in them so yeah i can i can definitely say um the few interviews i've had with um with some female jujitsu practitioners man has been so damn awesome yeah so so damn awesome and i can't wait for those to post because i mean just hearing their stories and just hear how like you know they're dealing with like these tough guys at their school but they're hanging in there they're competing they're you know rolling harder than a lot of people at their school and it's like man that's that's it's such an awesome thing to hear man oh yeah and i think you know i mean i got into jujitsu just a couple years ago so i haven't been around it you know terribly too long Mm -hmm. but i definitely feel like from from my experience of like traveling and stuff like that it seems like more and more females are getting into it Um, i I don't know if it's always been that way but it definitely seems like for me it's something that i've noticed over the last like year and a half ish especially after covid kind of got over mm-hmm. i've noticed there's like a lot more girls trying it you know even at our own school like we only have like six girls that continuously come that are like actual members but i have seen quite a few females like show up and at least try it mm-hmm. you know and that it is cool to see and some of them do man there are some girls that i know that definitely work harder than half the guys in my gym that's for sure you know and whether it's something they just got something to prove maybe or just they're just way more determined you know to level up than some guys but yeah i'm 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 hoping and you know destined to get more bodies in their school not too many i don't want to make it uh, like crowded but i would love to see you know new faces especially like if we get more females in <laughs> Yeah, because right now, um, it's my wife when you know my wife trains, um, and then I have my other training partner when she's when she can when she can train, she you no know, she just came back. Her and her husband just came back to uh, our school, so we gotcha. know it's few and far between when we get uh, ladies in. Yeah, or when we do if they, it- if they stay or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I've seen that too. Like even at our own school, like. Uh, females that have come and don't ever come back and you got to ask yourself like well was it just not for them or was it you know is it like too intimidating is it you know because we have like most schools you know we have more males than we do females you know and it's kind of we i know like the main group of our students and the majority of them we try to welcome most you know everyone in with open arms for Mm -hmm. sure but, you know, I mean, when it comes time to roll, like, you know, it's, I always tell him, you know, definitely, you know, and my coach does a very good job of that too. He definitely doesn't, he tries not to, you know, allow females to roll with dudes in our gym that he knows aren't going to be good for him, you know, right. type of thing, you know, and you have to do that. You have to protect your students and you have to protect new people because, you know, if they get a bad taste of it, they aren't going to come back, but 
Right. And it's hard. I think that's harder for females too, because of that, like that aspect of it, of like going to rolls or open mats or anything like that, because, you know, it's not super comfortable <clears throat> for them sometimes, but. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely understandable. It's a, it's a pretty thick wall. You kind of have to break. Um, I feel like, you know, being a, a lady who is doing a, you know, a male dominant sport like this, where you have to get really physical yeah. with, with someone and nine times out of 10, that person is going to be a guy. So, yep. Oh yeah. Definitely understand. Definitely understand yeah. it. And that's, you know, I'm not a female, so I can't really speak to it per se, but that's just my perspective on yeah. it. It's kind of from having a wife that does it and stuff like that. Cause I've had, you know, we've had dudes show up and roll with her that we're just like visiting, you know, and they think, Oh, it's just going to be an easy roll. And then they start rolling with her and then they're like, you see it, you know, it's like their whole demeanor changes. Cause well now they're, they're being attacked and mm -hmm. now then they don't like that, you know? And then like, I've seen the dudes never came back, but you know, she, there was one dude that like left bruises all over my wife and like i didn't see it happen because i was like rolling with somebody else at the time and afterwards she came over and was like yeah if like he's not nice blah 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 type of thing we told the coach coach dealt with it type of thing you know and then the dude didn't want to roll with anyone else after he rolled with my wife and then he just left which was super weird because we were all like what the heck you know type of thing <laughs> right but thankfully it didn't like make her never want to do it again, but it definitely made her not want to roll with anyone that she does not know. And right. like as a female, like she will not roll with, if she has not known you for a minute and not like watched you roll a few different times, she won't roll with you. And I, I think a lot of girls are like that or should at least be kind of like that. Be definitely cautious of who they're interacting with in the gym. Oh yeah, of course. Of, like, of course. <clears throat> and I think, but I encourage every girl to do it, man. They should all try it because it's a great self-defense. You know, it's a it's an amazing martial art, and I think that everyone could benefit from it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I I I say this a lot. Like, if if anyone listens to this, that's that followed me on Facebook or followed a page or anything, and you guys want to talk a little bit more thoroughly about trying to find you know trying to find how to spot those type of gems and stuff by all means reach out to me and i'll yeah. definitely you know talk to you about it um because okay. i i do i do want more um more people to know about it i i, I want women to actually get into it because it's it's not only is it a great workout great stress reliever it's a it's a self defense and everyone needs yeah. to learn how to you know keep themselves protected so oh for sure and even to like kind of touch on that right like to yeah. how to how do you spot a gym that's not right for you right like from me like visiting so many gyms and having like a real home gym that i love you know for sure i mean there's only like one other gym i would ever even think about going to and that's you know would never happen cuz it's so far away but you know, like going and visiting gyms, I think one of the main things for me that like, I always talk to the professor first, I'll either email them or message them or, you know, if they have a Facebook page type of thing, like, Hey, I'm in the area. I want to come visit, you know, whatever. And then they, you know, most of them are like, yeah, for sure. You know, no worries, you know, come by or whatever. And then it's like, you show up. I think a lot of the things I look for is like, 
not whether it's like some super super fancy school but like cleanliness is definitely one of my like top things i'm like okay is it clean like do they take pride in their mats do they take pride in their like space right because that's like that's a big thing for me and then like how friendly most people are you know because i've been to gyms where every single person came up and introduced themselves to me like we're just super happy and like happy that i was there and just were very open you know but then I've also gone to gyms where nobody said a word to me, like nothing, like no upper belts, no nothing. There's this completely cold shoulder and nobody said nothing. And at nine times out of 10, when that kind of thing has happened, I've like literally had to fight. Like when it came time <laughs> to roll, it was like, they were, you know, they were rolling and they wanted to, you know, not like kill me per se, but they definitely like, tested my ability yeah definitely want to assert that dominance yeah and i think that's a lot of things that people you know should be aware of and there's just that kind of and every person is going to have their own judgments or their own vibes that they get from places and things like that but i would just say trust your instincts man like when you show up to a gym if you feel like it's not a safe space find a place that feels safe and that is super welcoming and just warm I guess yeah, is how definitely. I would say it. Like, um, yeah, that's the that's you know great advice when it comes to trying to spot those gyms. Um, yeah, cleanliness is is oh my god, I can't even say <laughs> like being the top number one thing is an understatement to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, we definitely like yeah. we clean our mats every class. Like, no oh matter, yeah, you no have matter to. what, like we clean our mats because like we have. Uh, ju- we have our jiu-jitsu on Tuesdays and Thursdays and we also have uh, kickboxing on Mondays and Wednesdays so the gym is used a lot and we definitely gotcha. make sure that the gym is like clean because you hear you see you hear horror stories of like this school had to shut down because of staph infections and yeah, it's like oh man like what are you guys doing yeah no and that's a real thing like our gym you know our coaches teach six days a week they're having jujitsu classes and most of the time it's like two or three a day and mm-hmm. you know after every single class they clean those mats and it's like mm-hmm. you know they probably go through so much i'm sure that's 50 percent of their bill is just it's clean like disinfectant yeah. yeah and uh you know it's a very important thing man you know when you walk into a gym if those mats you know if it doesn't smell like pine saw on there, it's not very clean, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But like I, need to, and that's I, need just, to, I need to smell the cleanliness when I walk into your gym. Yeah. And, you know, and it's got to be just at least taken care of because it, it's like if you walk into somebody's home, right? Like if I walked into your home and not just like, I mean, there could be clutter because, I mean, we all got stuff and crazy shit, right? But mm-hmm. if it's like, if there's trash everywhere and things like that and it's like obviously you're not you know you don't take a lot of pride in your home type of thing and i feel like that's the same thing when you walk into a gym like if they don't have a lot of pride in their gym and it's not like clean then they don't really care yeah and that's something that i that's one of my pet peeves and one of the things that i look to like when i visit a gym you know, especially if I'm going to go back and visit again, because a lot of times when I'm out of town, I'm there for like four or five weeks at a time. And so, 
that's just kind of a thing that I look for yeah. per se. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I don't want to be like that weird guy to come to a school and visit. Like, hey, um, how often do you clean your mats? Right. <laughs> like, you can usually tell, I think, you know, <clears throat> especially once you step on, like once you finally step on the mats, you can, you can feel it. I think, you know, it's like, do I lift my foot up and it's like black? Well, it probably hasn't been cleaned in a couple days. Because <laughs> that's, that's happened, man. I've been to some gyms. Oh gosh. Especially up in Seattle. I visited some gyms that were like, very hole in the wally type gyms you know you walk in there and it's like the mats in my garage are nice nicer than the mats in their gym and it's it and i'm just like oh man you know and it's like you step on them and they you know i've had them straight like turn my feet black and that's just because they weren't cleaning enough you know and that's you know, and that 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 one gym particular that I remember off the top of my head that was by far like the dirtiest. It just smelled, you know, I walked in and it kind of smelled like mold almost, like um like a very musty smell, like a locker, like a boy's locker room. Yeah. And it wasn't like a like a good boy's locker room smell. It was just very musty and the mats were like dirty and it just was not for me <laughs> i was just like nope can't do it man nice thank you but i think i'm gonna go home back to my hotel room like i'm not a like i'm not a germaphobe of the sort like i'm you know nowhere near a germaphobe but it's something about these mat you know ju- like jujitsu mats man like they yeah. need to be clean like yep. oh god oh, yeah. i mean because you know obviously because your your body's on it your face is on it you know yeah oh and, yeah uh, yeah and <laughs> i feel it man i'm not a germaphobe like i've had people sweat literally drip into my eyeball like i'm not in the eye not worried the mouth, about, like, all that yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and it's like i'm not too worried about people's germs per se but it's you know the gym has to be clean like yeah. that's just a that's just the thing it has to be clean (laughs) i have my my standards where i want my germs sir (laughs) yeah no exactly right (laughs) like if you're on top of me and you're just you know got me locked into some crazy topside triangle or something and you're dripping sweat on me like that's one thing dude but i don't want to be on a dirty mat (laughs) like right good yeah i'm I'm, I'm a-okay on that but, you know, I just think that that's something that people should look out for, you know, when they're visiting gyms, especially, you know, well, anyone in general, female or male, if you're visiting a gym, definitely worry about cleanliness should be one of the top five things you look for. Yeah. That and just friendliness, you know, and you can usually watch and I would definitely recommend that any female like don't just instantly hop in and start rolling like sit back and watch you know and pick your partners very well because and ask you know i feel like most of the time you can ask like either like kind of like the mat enforcers or the upper belts or just the coach in general or the professor that's running the place just ask you know they're always you know and they should point you in a good direction anyways for being a girl like hey you know roll with these people or don't roll with these people or whatever yeah but yeah Yeah. i think that's a thing yeah like you you literally have to like just think of it as a as an interview like you have like a job interview yeah no exactly you go in you ask your questions you you know usually they i don't know how other schools are but they might don't mind if you just sit on the side and you know sit on the side and just watch 
Yeah. But yeah, just, no, you know, sure. look at the people in the classroom, you know, and be like, okay, that person, like, they might not hurt me, or this person is cool, or, or there's another female that's a higher rank that is my size, and so on and so forth. So you just kind of have to fill, yeah, you have to fill it out. Yeah. Definitely. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's my 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 points on people visiting gyms. I feel like that's that's pretty much what I got for that, man. I think that that's and I, you know, you have a very good point. It's like exactly, it's like an interview. You know, you have to, you know, and even for people that are visiting gyms or trying to just get into jujitsu in general, you know, interview them and go there and just watch or whatever, you know, and then you know because eventually it's going to be like your home like that place once you do join the gym and you get into it you get hooked and then it's your <laughs> life and it's your life yeah and, that, and that's just it's just the way it is man jiu-jitsu is just a way of getting a hold of you and that's just and, it, and it does not let go it don't man regardless if you're in a gi or a rash guard it just does not let go it does not let go yeah but yeah, yeah, man. Um, so you what? Got, you got any questions, man? Or I just want to ask you, like, you got any other questions yeah. for me, or you know, you want know, shout out your school uh, or whatever, man? You know, we can um, wrap it up. No, I don't really. I mean, because we've already been a hundred an hour. I got a billion questions I could ask you. You know, just from <clears throat> just from being a blue belt and you being an up like a brown belt. You know, those. I mean. There's a, so many questions that yeah, we, one could we can, ask. We can talk. We can talk after. We can talk after the episode. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I think that no, I think that that's pretty much it for any kind of question I would have per se. Um, at least about anything you know that's noteworthy. Um, um, yeah, I mean, shout out my school for sure. Um. You know, like I said, I'm from the base of Longview. If you're ever in Longview, Washington, come visit us. Uh, Ryan Hart is our coach, and his wife, Amy Hart, are very open people, and they're very, you know, their jiu-jitsu game is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> no, no, they're very good at what they do. Um, you know, I talk about my coach, Ryan. You know, he had the pleasure, like, he trained at Team Quest in Portland, Oregon, under Randy Couture, um, Chell Sutton, um need orchard <laughs> yeah yeah no for real and um you know a few of these other guys that have gone on and run like uoc championships um you know and and that's been super cool to have because of that kind of not only is his jiu-jitsu his jiu-jitsu game pretty solid but he brings so many different other aspects to it from training under those types of people and those people particular mm-hmm. that it's um you know, the style is cool. And, and like, we definitely learned about all of it. And that's been super awesome. And it's cool because I've actually got to meet like Chael Sutton. You know, I haven't got to meet Randy Couture yet. Cause I don't think he lives up here anymore or something like that. But, um, you know, we have got the opportunity to roll and train with some UFC stars, man, guys that have won championships and guys that have been around the block. And that's been super cool. Um, you know, so our gym's definitely awesome, man. It's very legit. And our professor, Christopher Dealey, he is 
you know his jujitsu game's super cool too. He's he's pretty mm-hmm. good um, for what he does. I mean he's he's a very well-rounded jujitsu practitioner, and I think uh, his style is definitely more sport jujitsu. I think it's definitely more tuned to like comp style stuff, um, which is great, you know, because I mean his school they do go to a lot of competitions and they place high man a lot of these guys a lot of their teammates and stuff are winning golds and nice going to pans and stuff like that um so it's awesome man it's cool to see um especially in our little like neck of the woods when i do travel um you know and i get to say hey like this is my professor you know i've had gyms open their doors for me and not charge me a dime just because they know like the school that i'm coming from and who my professor is um so it's kind of cool you know it's a little clout you know it's kind of it's nice <laughs> right but that's cool that's yeah man. Cool. you know so definitely shout out to all them and my teammates and stuff and yeah and you to you too man if you ever come to ever come to the west coast and visit washington and you find yourself in longview washington <laughs> um come visit man like our doors are always open yeah, man, to I'm, everyone. It's definitely, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, a lot of the the, the uh, people I talk to on these, you know, on the podcast. Man, I would love to, like, eventually try to visit as many of you guys, you know, as many as y'all as possible and, you know, in the near future, oh, yeah. man. So maybe. Because you're, you're going to get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to get invited to every person you talk to is going to invite you to their school. That's just inevitable. <laughs> and I, and, and I want to do that, man. If I can get if I can get to a spot where I can just travel and just do jujitsu and just meet everybody that I interview, man, I, uh, I, I'll be good. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's I, I think. Yeah, man, that's that's cool. Like, and I'm, I'm thankful for my job. Cause I do get to travel so much. Like mm-hmm. I do get to visit a lot of schools, but I mean, there's a lot of other schools I would like to just go and visit, you know, in different places and see, you know, and that's, it's kind of the nice thing about being a checkmat affiliate is because there are so many checkmat gyms, you know, and that's kind of, it's just like a giant family. So that's pretty neat. Right. But, you know, but yeah you got any other questions you need to ask man or anything that i've mentioned that you want to touch on or ask about or um i I think i'm good man i think we i think we got it yeah heck yeah yeah so i know that the question's inevitable you're gonna ask me who i the three people i'd want to roll with it seems like that's a pretty ongoing thing in most of your interviews. Oh yeah, I usually I usually um <laughs> see if you know what what people's what people interests are and you know who they yeah. who they want to roll with. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I just had to preemptively get to that because I knew I thought it was coming. You know. Now, I mean, but. we we I mean, I usually like the questions will usually come if I'm like uh like if if we can't think of nothing else to talk about, but. You know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, yeah, no, gotcha. but this was this was this was very awesome, man. It was like very awesome talking to you. No, that's cool. I'm I was super nervous, man. Like when at first I was like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to do the interview. And then you hit me up the other day and I'm like, Oh yeah, I do want to do that interview. <laughs> but I'm kinda nervous because I don't talk a whole lot to you know, I mean, I talk to people, obviously, but right. <laughs> I don't talk in like a sense of like, oh, man, there's going to be like quite a few people listening to my voice. And that's just kind of scary to me. But, you know, I hope that your listeners, I hope that they got something 
out of the little bits of my story that I was able to kind of touch on, you know, just being a blue belt and, you know, if there's, I don't know, if it helped anyone in their struggle, just know that it does get easier. And the blue belt hate only goes so far. (laughs) Right. And just know that, you know, and it's all out of love. And I think that at every level, there's always something like purple belts. They don't ever do warm ups, you know? (laughs) And so they get shit on for that quite a bit. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about brown belts or black belts, really. I haven't either, but I'm I'm going to have to search for some. I'm going to have to search for some. I don't think anyone says anything, but it's just all purples and blues and whites, man. (laughs) That's (laughs) the first three levels of it. You just get a lot of hate, you know, and I don't even think it's so much hate for purple belts as there is blue belts. I think blue belts is one of the most hated belt or at least talked about, you know, that's, yeah. um, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's, but, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother. You can do a whole podcast on that, man. Just on hate on the blue belts. Like, gosh, you know, I don't know how many times, like, I, I'm, I'm a foot person. I go after people's feet and legs and knees quite a bit. And they're always like, oh, just damn blue belts is doing whatever they want to. <laughs> and so I'm just, just like, gosh, man, that's just part of my game they're like walter you can't hill hook people on the gi i'm just like yes i can yes i can it's a hill there i'm gonna take it (laughs) right no exactly it's like i'm not doing a comp so it's not illegal but it's i don't know but no blue belts man we get a lot of hate well it's all out of love all out of love but um yeah that's uh that's the end of today's episode i would like to thank walter again for uh sharing his experience with us uh please go and follow our facebook and instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes this has been talk your Jits podcast keep rolling keep grinding and remember long live jujitsu have a great day and we are done <laughs>